beginning transmission 111, Ant-Man, Second Chance Man, File Under, Mary Marvel Movie Month of May. このエピソードへようこそ。エクノ。シュドリンクス。ハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハ
Oh. Did it really? Because according to the comic book database, it's only listed as the one. It was they... restarted as a second Ant Man series. Oh, they but restarted it was, as something else. It was still Nick Spencer. Yeah, it was still Ant. Right. It was still called Ant. Okay. It was called the Astonishing Ant Man. Oh, so that's where this continues on. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's where the guy got confusing because I was like, "This is a bummer." Because I was looking up IMDb or uh, comic book database, and it only had the, this run. This is from uh, 2015. Uh, Nick Spencer, as we've mentioned. Uh, art is by a guy, I, uh, Ramon Rosanos. Yeah. I've never heard of him, but we'll yeah, talk but about it if I like him or not later. But oh, Marvel, okay. again, we couldn't even figure out where it continued from. You've got a problem you need to figure out. Okay. Uh, we will get into all that. Uh, a man with a problem and maybe a plan to fix it. We have Mr. Todd. Hey, I'm Todd. You'll find me here bumming around Salt Lake, but not bumming in. Maybe. In, out, around, bumming in, next me. to, come dump, come dumpster adjacent, <laughs> come dumpster adjacent. <laughs> I am come dumpster adjacent right now. Come to think of it, you can eh, also find come me. Come to think of it. Come to think uh, of it. You also find me uh, English class hooligans along with Brian and my better half Amy. Hi Amy. Hi, Brian. hi Amy. Hey Amy. And oh, thanks for not saying hi to Brian, you motherfuckers. Well, you're here. Uh, yeah, but they didn't say hi to me. Hi, Brian. Hi, Brian. Uh, thank you. Yeah. You know what? I'm, I'm not, not, not going to no reaction. I'm not going <laughs> to now. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. So, um, I thought you loved me, Maya. Hi, Brian. Yeah, Hi. from a distance. <laughs> <laughs> hey, girl. <laughs> there we go. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> so, yeah, that's me. I'm Todd. Say hi. I'm leaving that in. I love that little theme song right now. <laughs> Mr. Theme Song himself, we have Mr. Maya. Hi, it's Maya. Uh, as of this recording, Free Comic Book Day was a success. They we sold hey. comic books on Free Comic Book Day? We sold comics. We gave comics away. We had a huge sale. It was not our biggest Free Comic Day, but it was bigger than last year, which was awesome. Uh, and yeah, thanks to everyone that came out. That's next month. Huh? That was a joke. That was a next month joke. Uh, we'll get to it at uh, the end of the episode. Uh, sure. We're doing we're doing Pride Comics next month, so thank you yeah. for everyone who came out. That is gay. Gay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, beyond that, do you want to yell at me on social media? Twitter at Mr. Maya and the Mr. Maya on Instagram. So question for you on Free Comic Book Day. Yes. What was your favorite release of the day. I've yet to say, you know, a lot of great stuff I've there. Only, I've only later. read like one yeah. or two. Okay. I haven't read them all yet. All right. Uh, I mean, I could go the easy one and say at least Spider-Man. That was great. Absolutely. Uh, Did you save me a copy of that? Because I didn't make it to my shop. I've got it. Okay. Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah, technically speaking, I'll have a second copy too, but I'll talk about that in a second. Mm-hmm. So. I haven't really read much of the free books yet. Okay. Cool. Uh, he has two copies of Ryan Utley's Spider-Man, and he knows how to use them. It is Mr. Adam. <laughs> hey, what's up, everyone? This is Adam. Uh, you can catch me over uh, at Big Shiny Robot, doing film reviews and other stuff over there. You are? Uh, I am. I know. <laughs> Actually, have some spare time now. Uh, kicking things off again with uh, Andy Wilson over at Board as Hell Podcast. Hi, Hi Andy. Andy. Yeah, we got. I'm so glad you two kids got back together again. Oh, so happy Mom, for you two. Talking again. Uh, yeah. yeah, so it's a little bit dead right now. I'm waiting for Deadpool to come out. So we are just doing uh, kind of a wrap-up of some movies we missed. Uh, and then we're actually seeing Deadpool soon, which is kind of fun. I'll mm-hmm. be there awesome. as well. Yes, Maya will be there. Because Dave got... Anyway, that's, that, that's a side note. Yeah, side note, yeah. <laughs> Inside uh, baseball! You know, what was funny is actually uh, Allied, they're the people who actually handle the screenings, and they gave me a link to hand out free passes. And I don't mm-hmm. know how many we got for Big Shiny, but it literally sold out in two minutes. 
Right. Yeah, well, wow. the Adelaide, because sometimes they send us like promo posters yeah. and shit to hand out. They gave us like five reserve seats. So. Nice. So yeah, we're cool. We will be there, and we don't have to go trade in tickets. And yeah. then uh, you also nice. find me on the Cinema Queens podcast with Chris. Hey, Hi, Chris. Chris. Uh, which somehow managed to be even filthier than this podcast. I didn't think that was possible, but you we, we made it happen. How fantastic! That's kind of where it all started <laughs> to begin with. Sure. Um, and then, uh, yep, here on Funny Books and Firewater. Also on Facebook and uh, Twitter and Instagram, uh, Sithbot, S-I-T-H-B-O-T underscore. And I will give a shout-out to uh, another local podcast called uh, The Fortress of Comic-Tude. On Free Comic Book Day, they were running a little... Uh, uh, trivia question on their Facebook page. I answered it, and they are giving me a signed copy of the Free Comic Book Day Spider-Man signed by Ryan Otley. So that's nice, cool. nifty, because he's one of my favorite artists. Swifty, so. yay! And he was a super nice dude. And I have some yeah. original art from him from Invincible. Yeah, I've, I've rented him at Comic Con pretty much every year, and mm-hmm. um, every single year he's just the nicest person. Wants to talk to you and hang out, and yeah. you know he's doing his own thing. He's doing like commissions and stuff, but he actually mm-hmm. wants to spend yeah. time and get to know people. So yeah. So anyway, he's a good dude. I'm going to suck up to him, and we're going to get him on the show at some point in time. That's my new future game plan. You know, uh, I live in the same town he does. You would think I should be turned into a stalker. Or are you, you are Ryan Otley adjacent. Yeah. Are you next-door neighbors? You know, all, everyone, all of us, well, not you guys, you actually are. It's like, where are you from? And I'm like, I, I always say I'm from Salt Lake. I'm not. Uh, that's about as much next-door neighbor as I am to Ryan. Is Yeah, I'm from Salt Lake. I don't live in Salt Lake, but I'm near. Yeah, you are Salt Lake adjacent. I am Salt Lake adjacent. Does that make your Cinema Queens um, co-host uh, come dumpster penetrant? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's, he's versed, so it kind of makes him both. All right. And speaking of someone who is not versed, we have our host, Mr. Brian. Hey! You don't know. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I think so. Did you put the moves on me and I just didn't catch it? Maybe. Really? Did you? Did you ever hit on me? No, I did not hit no. you. Uh, the man has kissed me, though. I have. A couple I, times, You've actually. kissed me on the yeah. cheek before, I think. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I had mustache to mustache. Oh. Yeah. I learned that's how it's all late just to fuck with the locals. <laughs> I, I learned that he is versed when I gave him a Rufi Colada and had my way with him. <laughs> oh, he calls that a Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> a cosmic Cosby if we learned anything from a couple weeks ago. Although I did the other day learn the truth of the saying gayer than come on a mustache, and that was actually the gayest thing I've ever seen. So, <laughs> Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I have this image of, uh, of Higgins and Magnum P.I. That's what's in my head right now. See, I was thinking oh. Freddie Mercury. Even yeah, though- I want to go something a little more butch just for fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. Really just to fuck with people. Well, and, and even though Freddie Mercury was not gay, he was bi. And most That's people, right. Most people was forget he that. Yeah. He was. He was almost married yeah. a woman. He, actually, when he died, he left a lot of his money in his house to her. So. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't care. The man was a genius and did badass music. Oh, it don't matter. Yeah. <laughs> but whatever. He's a, uh, the queen with his being it was actually one of the... One of the if I could go back to any time and see a band play before they broke up or someone died, that would be like my number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Queen and or like David Bowie in the seventies, I think would be amazing too. That'd be cool too. You know, unfortunately, whenever I hear the word Queen, the uh, bicycle song is the one that always yeah. comes to mind. Not, thought, none of the other great. I thought I came to mind. Yeah. See, okay. <laughs> but I want to ride my bicycle and with Queen and everything, and yeah, that's still there. But the weirdest thing is, so I I did a charity bike ride for a few years. We'd ride uh, 150 miles down to San Diego wow. for uh, MS. Did you yeah, make it? it, it Oh yeah, okay, a couple times. Right. Um, but they would play at the uh, at the finishing line. I would expect them to play. I want to ride my bicycle, but like I think someone just put on the Queen's Greatest Hits. So when I showed up and when I finally like 
like got some like food in me and sort of like sobered up a little bit from being road drunk a little bit. I, the first song I heard was Fat Bottom Girls. I was like, this is a really weird choice to be playing at the end. I'm like, what are they saying? They're trying to me? tell you, trying to give you a message here. That's Dude, right. I was in. Like I, that's when I used to live. I lived in Long Beach. I lived about 16 miles away from where I work, and I would ride my bike to and from work every day. Like I was in amazing shape at that point. In time. Yeah, you were. You uh, looked yeah. awesome. I was in really good shape. Todd wanted to do me. So when I slept at your place, you had this uh, love seat that I tried to use as a bed. So it was uh-huh. so my like, my knees made it to the edge of it, and the rest of it just kind of hung off. Yeah, that was your a uh, very spacious two story, six hundred square foot. Gig. It was a converted garage. It was in Lo- like Long Beach for real estate. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. And parking is an atrocious. And, probably well, called yeah. it a loft. I'm sure. <laughs> But yeah, yeah it was, it was, they, I think they called it a uh, mother-in-law suite because it was detached from the main house. It was like it was the old garage that they basically just converted into this apartment. The servants' and, quarters. Uh, the servants' quarters. But was it really like six hundred square feet? Was that the true size, or was it smaller than that? It might have been smaller than that. It was. It was pretty small. It was impressive, but you know, yeah. for three people for an evening or two, it was fine. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't bad for two people. Yeah, you know? I went to the Griffiths Observatory on that trip. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, she and I did that for that day. Oh, nice. Sorry, what was that, Maya? What I told you this? I'll let Maya say it. Say it said again. it wasn't bad for two people, and I said neither is Adam. <laughs> <laughs> We've been fully open and honest about my being a slut on this podcast. It doesn't embarrass me. It's so true. Anyway, hey, I'm Brian. I'm a sound designer hey, based on Southern California. Oh, you are? Yeah. Okay. I am, yeah. Uh, I got some shows coming up for Lyric. Um, I am super excited today because uh, both me and the set designer were under the impression they were going to do something for these shows. And I kept writing emails being like, this is a bad fucking idea. This is a bad fucking idea. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. They never responded. And then there was an email chain today being like, hey, we're doing this, which was the way I wanted them to do it. They're like, are you okay with this? And I'm like, I am doing cartwheels. This is going to be fine. I'm very excited about it. So. Finally, for once, they listen to their sound designer. Hooray! Uh, but yeah, so I'll be doing four shows. I will be in Utah designing for the entire month of June, which means we'll get to record some live episodes, which will be fun. You, our dear listeners, will probably not hear those until probably... So I'll be there in June, so you probably won't hear those until July, because we're going to try to get a little ahead, because frankly, I will be very busy while I'm in there. And when I am not working, I want to be able to hang out with these lovely gentlemen you hear before you. Uh, Are we going to have also just a 2.0? We should. I've thought about that. So I think we fun. should. And... and- because we didn't get to take Maya with us last time, and I think uh, we should see if we can get Kat and Jimmy to yeah, come with us as well. Yeah, the force of nature that fun. is Miss Kat Martin. Yeah. And I'm, I'm actually oh, yeah. Hurricane Kat, as I call Hurricane Kat, yeah. yeah. And I might yeah. actually be able to fit on uh, the Ninja this time, because I couldn't last time, and that's like my favorite ride there. So. Oh, all right. Well, I'm, I'm sure you could. Hopefully. Yeah. So, the um, Ninja ride. Samurai? Samurai. Uh, yeah, Samurai. I like the Ninja, Samurai. Ninja's at Magic Mountain, or was. I don't know if it's still there or not. All right. Six Flags. Same ride, just at... So, so Samurai was a... Have you ever been on Batman the ride? Oh, no, I know mm-hmm. what Samurai yes. No, yeah, no, the Batman. Batman the Ride at uh, yes. Magic Mountain. It's like that, but you're fully enclosed like in a car, but it's a hanging car, and uh-huh. it doesn't do loops. But it was like, it was like well, they got the idea to do Batman the Ride. Sure. So. Which is funny, because you have to say Batman okay. the Ride there, because Batman the Ride at every different Six Flags is a different ride. Really? I was not aware of that. I love that one. My uh, best yeah. memories of that is I went with my older sister and a group of college kids from Logan to Six Flags Magic Mountain over New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. Was this in California? 
We went to California. Okay. So a bunch of Logan, I've still, Cache Valley people. I've lived here for 10 years and I've still never been oh, to that so much fun. It, it's really good, but I will have to say, when you're a bunch of kids used to Utah inversion and winters in Cache Valley, oh, yeah. you go to Magic Mountain and they're all dressed in parkas because it's like 60 yeah. degrees. No, yeah. I was there over the course of two days, we rode 47 roller coaster rides. And yeah. we were physically beat up and exhausted because nobody's there. The giant, yeah. their big one, I rode in the front seat for five cycles because there was no one there to replace me. And like, you want to go again? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. And after that, I'm like, I think I'm done. But the Batman was awesome. The Riddler, less so. So the Riddler was fun because the Riddler's when we had to stand up. Yes. And so, I just, my balls got pinched. And that's what happened to me <laughs> is because when you hop in, like the, the, the back seat that clamps around you, it's, mm-hmm. um, you know, you can move it up and down. Right. And I went all the way up and it locked. Oh. oh. And so I was like, yeah, it was, it was not fun. You were riding on it, but my balls got pinched. I mean, it was like the ultimate vibrator if you're a chick or something. I bet it's great. But I should me, go on it now. See, you should like going all over, but for me, I'm like, should be I'm like, not what? doing this again. And Adam's like, let's go again. <laughs> the, uh, I could offer smoking a cigarette. That's the <laughs> coaster at Six Flags in Fort Worth, Texas. Yeah, was uh, one of the when they were when they first started doing the uh, like your feet dangling roller coasters, where it's yeah. suspended above you or where the the track is above you. That was one of those. So, yeah, that's why I was like, which Batman ride? Because they're different in every park. Sure. Uh, also, I just want to throw in one little bit of housekeeping for those of you who subscribe and listen to the show oh. frequently. If you happen to go to our website to actually download the episode, and I'll put a little blog post on this, uh, we are no longer sourcing our audio from that website. Uh, it's lovely. It still exists, and we're putting all sorts of other fun things on that website, so please go back and visit. Uh, but we're now sourcing our audio from a uh, from our Podbean account mainly because the source that we're using for a website only lets you have 100 posts. So we lost, you know, as we added posts, we were losing older posts, and that's fine and great. But we're not time-sensitive, so we figured might as well give everyone access to everything, even the stuff where we probably were like, man, I wish we hadn't have done that. <laughs> it's still there. So, yeah, just so you're aware, so, like, that's where all that is linked out. Um, but we've created some new stuff on there, um, try to streamline a little bit of our recipes. Also, I've added in a new quotes page. So the horrible things that we say on this, we're putting in the highlights so that uh, you can sit there and look at some of the horrible, horrible things we've you said are brave uh, enough, on the show. You are brave enough, Brian. You are brave enough. I am brave enough to post that kind <laughs> yes, of thing. because... We don't use our last names. It, it, it may not come up in the job interview. I don't, I don't know. know. It's like, you know, people say, like, I always used to say this podcast is why I couldn't run for office. Then I look who's in the top yeah. office, and I'm like, no, no, no. It's not any reason you at all. You could be king. You, you could be king. You it's would be fine. fine. Because we're actually being satirical about everything we're talking about on here. Yes. But yeah, so let's uh, actually jump into what mm-hmm. we're talking about today. So we are doing Ant-Man, Second Chance Man. This is, uh, as we discussed earlier, if I left it in, this started out as sort of a new run. This is, from Maya, you can verify this for me if I'm wrong or right. This sort of seemed to be a way of angling the comic book Ant-Man to be a little more similar to the Ant-Man you see in the films, at least attitude and backstory-wise, sort uh, of. Nope, this That's, doesn't change a thing nope. having to do with him. This has always been a scary really kind of yeah. all over So anyway, uh, so yeah, this is... Yes, uh, uh, so this is uh, Scott Lang uh, as Ant-Man, not Hank Pym, not some other people. They do make some funny <laughs> references to other uh, Ant-Man mm-hmm. as well. But as we start with every episode, let's start out with our drinking game rules. And now for sports. Listen up, sports fans. Prepare yourself and your liver for this week's drinking game. Remember, it's only a game and a dumb one at that. So don't take it too seriously. And above all else, please drink responsibly. 
Mr. Todd, what is your drinking game rule? Dude, it's the only suit I own. <laughs> <laughs> so every time nice. as you're reading the comment and he's not doing superhero Ant-Man things and yet you're still wearing the outfit and he makes reference to it, but you realize, yeah, that's all the clothes he's got. So They must smell yeah. wonderful. It must be awesome. Those pin particles are self-cleaning, don't you know that? They, they're they self-something, so you yeah. need to take a drink as he's wearing the suit, but not being the superhero. Uh, Mr. Maya. Uh, mine's called, Don't You Know? I Did Hard Time. <laughs> uh, basically, anytime he mentions that he was in prison for his criminal past, take a drink. Mine is called, Think of the Children, uh, which is whenever Cassie, his daughter, is mentioned, uh, take a drink. And Mr. Adam, what is your co- er, drinking game rule? So mine's called <clears throat> called Look What I Can Do, or if you're a fan of Mad TV, Look What I Can Do. Uh, <laughs> every time uh, uh, Ant-Man shrinks or gets bigger, take a drink. Also known as going in and out of cold water. Uh, so... <laughs> shrink, shrink. <laughs> it was cold. I was in the pool. <laughs> I need to go back and watch that again. I haven't seen that. I mean, I've seen episodes, but I've actually watched the whole series. No, really, yeah. the best episode has to be the Beefarino for me, hands down. I always kind of like the, uh, the the Chinese restaurant. That was the one that was stuck out in my head for some reason. For me, it's Beefarino. Kramer was great. Yeah, until I went all crazy. Kramer is uh, shit. Yeah. yeah, not so satirical. <laughs> no. Which means he could be president. True. Yeah, if that's not a yeah, I mean, or at least the governor in the South. Well, that's always been a standard. Yeah, yeah. So we will move on to our grades as not our grades, our votes. Uh, this is where we <laughs> grades. We're jumping way far ahead if we do that. Uh, so this is where we basically say, hey, you know what? This is worth you, your our dear listeners, hard-earned time, money, energy to seek out this book and read it, uh, and possibly drink along to it. Book for Pedro. So I've been asked by the judge to be the form. Book for Pedro. I want y'all to know that we's gonna run a fair jury and a clean jury. It's time for a vote. Because we love you. And we don't want to waste your money. We will now vote on whether this week's book is fit for human consumption by you. Our dear listener. Along with each vote. Our panel will also provide one piece of evidence to support their vote. Vote for Pedro. Do you expect me to talk? Vote for Pedro. Now, who is the bond? I expect you to die. There is nothing you can talk to me about that I don't already know. What is your grade, uh, Mr. Todd? Yes. Cool. Yeah, do it. Nick Spencer's funny and fun, and it's a good time, and yeah, do it. Cool. Uh, Mr. Maya? Uh, Also, yes. If you just want a fun, to to me, ju- just like uh, it seems like Ant Man and the Wasp is going to be the palate cleanser to Infinity War, this was the palate cleanser for Deadpool Max. I was hoping this would make up for it a little bit because I think I recommended this one as well. So th- this might be part of my penance for uh, for Deadpool Max. I, I I'm still apologizing to everyone. I am very as well, sad. you should. Yeah, yes, I'm very sorry. To um, comb the hair of all our butt hair before that one's over. I want mine braided. Yes. French braided. <laughs> I'll have to look that one up on YouTube to figure out if I can French braid butt hair. I don't know if I want to do that internet search, though. That might be a little terrifying. To save search on. Can you French braid butt hair? Okay. And uh, Mr. Adam, what is your vote? Uh, definitely, yes. It's, it's a lot of fun. <clears throat> it's lighthearted. It, it kind of embodies what we've. Because we, this is the first Ant-Man book I've read, but. So I've, I've known. The okay, there, from the, there aren't many. Yeah, <laughs> I know the character more from the movie, and it really hits the same feeling I got from that. It's a lot of fun. Do we have any forewarnings going into this, or should we just uh, go to break and then we'll start spoiling the shit out of it? No, it, it, it's fun. It's lighthearted. It's 
it, it's it's a good book. I mean, there's not much it, really to discuss too much because it's like yeah. a very bare bones plot. It yeah, does it, reference Apple. It does. It does. And it also has a lot of. Uh, it, it explains a lot of its own backstory. So it is. Uh, mm-hmm. If you ever, it's actually not a bad introductory comic to be honest with you. It's it's a little bland to be honest, but uh, we'll get like, to that. But it, but it's fun. It's it's very like. This is not necessarily a bad one for like a newer reader to comics. It might be not. It's a bad like one a record. Quaker Oats rice cake, but maybe the chocolate one that kind of tastes like chocolate, but not yeah. really. Like it's fun. It's okay. You're kind of being healthy, but you're feeling like you're being a little naughty on your diet. It's mm-hmm. kind of like that. Yeah. Yes. It's okay. the Quaker Oats. Quaker, Quaker Oats rice cake. Chocolate of comic books. <laughs> Actually, those are really good. The chocolate the, ones, the, the little mini ones, the, little they, they mini the cheese ones. ones. They got the caramel right. ones. They got the apple yeah. cinnamon ones. They're but really like good. those three the inch ones, yeah, not so much. The chocolate buttholes. Like the ones are this big. Yeah, no, no, no. The I'm not like that. I don't like the big ones. I like the small ones. Okay. Just like so. Life. Is that your preference? The small ones. <laughs> I like average sized. Average sized. Average sized rice cakes. Okay. All well, if all extra butthole. large, there's no. You're not compensating for anything with your rice cakes. No, I'm just like, where am I supposed to put that? It's not going to fit anywhere. Sure. Amateur. <laughs> You're just not brave enough. <laughs> like, Moving on. Like, like the cheese grater dildo? Oh, no. <laughs> it's, it's a cheese grater that looks like a dildo. Oh, that's disturbing. It's kind of like uh, the predator. I said it's, it's, it's a great way for, you know, if you've got some, like, you know, you know build up or some stains that you just can't get off, you know, mm-hmm. that. Just go right there, like a for pet For those egg. hard to reach places. Hard to reach places or something like that. Yeah. Tough to remove film. Okay, we're going to take a break. Uh, <laughs> and uh, when we come back, we will we'll jump into talking about this comic. I, I swear we'll try. Uh, and uh, we'll spoil it. So this is your warning. This is your chance to go read it. We all say you should uh, like read it. It's fun. Uh, despite our, our descriptions already of it being slightly bland, which is not necessarily inaccurate. Uh, it's it's a fun book. And it's definitely, you know, definitely worth reading. I, I, I'm okay having it on my bookshelf. No, it's, uh, it's not bland. It's, just, it's not like yeah. it's, it's, it's not one of those like life changing. It's like Lando. It's not life changing. It's just fun to read. Yeah, oh, that's okay. Yeah, valid. Okay, that, that's a little nicer way of saying it. So uh, we will uh, play a little ditty, and then uh, we will see you on the flip side. <laughs> I love ditties. Me too. P Diddy. No. Bad boy for <laughs> If you have yet to read this week's book and would like to read it now. Press pause. Go ahead. We'll wait. Who doesn't titties. love titties? I love them. I don't uh, even like. I mean, I'm not attracted to them, but I still love them. Brian's got the best story about his. Uh, you were in North Carolina at the bar, and someone was like talking about a dream or a vision, or uh, they were drunk. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So this, the is, this is good. Yeah. So I, it was a, this guy named Daniel. He was uh, Spanish. He was from Spain, um, and uh, he was really drunk. And he comes up and he goes. You know what I want? I want a world full of tits. So that I can punch them. Well, not so much punch them, but lightly slap them and watch them jiggle. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I was like, that, I'm like, I want that, too. Yeah, we all want that. Let's talk about living the dream. That I is know, right? the dream. <laughs> so welcome back. Pretty simple, straightforward plot. I'll try to throw in as much detail as possible, and then people will say if I missed anything important. Start out with Scott Lang doing some sort of breaking and entering of some kind. He's sitting there trying to say, hey, wait a minute, no, this is going to be all okay. Uh, they show him in a job interview. Uh, Tony Stark shows up in this job interview as the job interview is not going well, and Tony Stark says, oh, and you get a lot of backstory. You find out that he was uh, a thief. And he's trying to go uh, like straight. He got married. 
uh, the wife wanted things, so he started stealing some more. He got busted. Uh, that also led to his wife divorcing him. So then um, he was like in prison and so and no longer married. He gets out of prison. His daughter ends up getting sick. Uh, he ends up going and stealing the Ant Man suit and fighting with a guy named Darren Cross. Or, yeah, yeah, Darren Cross. Yeah, Darren Cross. <clears throat> yeah, same name as the villain from the movie as well, but slightly different guy. And so they end up fighting, which then, which part of what he ended up doing to save his daughter. Uh, he goes back and apologizes for stealing the Ant Man suit. They allowed him to keep the Ant Man suit. He was part of a bunch of different superhero teams, isn't anymore. This is the point in time in which Tony Stark shows up the interview, says, Hey, guess what? You're not really going to be part of this. And then he says, No, come on, man. I need a job. I need a job. He's like, Okay, well, you can come to the job interview. So he's, uh, you then see him. He picks up his daughter, takes him home. You see that uh, he and his ex wife don't get along too terribly well. And uh, she's upset at him. Uh, so then uh, he's at home. And then you see him at the job interview. They have a bunch of tests that Tony Stark's put together. And he gets to the end and makes himself puke into his helmet so that they can call off the, uh, the, interview and they're gonna do it again the next day so then he breaks into tony stark's home in order to try to get the information uh tony stark is about to be seduced by the beetle so blue beetle though i thought blue that's, beetle no that's not blue beetle it's the beetle <clears throat> yeah the beetle. Beetle. Blue that happened to blue be beetle blue? dc no she's purple oh, i'm colorblind so yeah. i don't give a yeah the, <laughs> the costume the costume is purple the okay purple so it's green. a purple costume but yeah. i don't see the red part so i just looking at that going what I thought that was like DC thing. Yeah. No. Okay. So anyway. So that was my. Um, and well, I was with you though. Like I kind of just associated the two oh, together because I, mean, I, I know that, that you know Disney's gonna buy Warner Brothers. They'll get Marvel. I mean DC. So just, that's so next year's act. That's next year. That's just so they can get Bendis back. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Bendis is like shit. <laughs> yeah. I got out and then they pulled me back in. That's right. So anyway, so while uh, Tony's in the other room getting busy, he ends up getting the code. Confetti goes off, and guess what? He just won the job interview because you actually did everything it takes to break into uh, Tony Stark's place to get all the message. And then turns out the Beatles an assassin. She tries to kill Tony Stark. Ant Man helps save him, and then Tony Stark turns into Ant Man, goes after or uh, Iron Man, then goes after her himself. Uh, he goes home to tell his daughter that he got the job. He's all super excited about it. But just uh, at that point in time. He finds out that his daughter and uh, ex-wife are moving to Florida, and he's not going to see his ex-wife anymore. So he makes himself small, and he hides in his daughter's backpack so he can go to um, Miami as well, uh, at which point in time he ends up getting a, uh, a dollhouse to live in, and he hangs on the roof. And that is the end of episode uh, issue one. Uh, we start with issue two with a bear, a giant guy in a bear suit trying to attack Ant-Man. Um, Ant-Man this is where I got excited. Rawr, no, I, I am the bear, so um, that's true. Um, and then helps him. Re- yeah, and helps him realize he's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ant-Man helps him realize, uh, yeah, the wrong guy. I was dead at the time. Whatever Ant-Man put you in. Who's dead at the time? Who's dead at the time? Was my comics. Uh, so Ant-Man. Uh, so then Ant-Man flashes back to how he ended up in that room in the first place. He was going in for a job interview, or not a job interview. He's trying to get a loan for a small business, start his own security firm. firm since like that was what uh, Iron Man was about to make him do. Uh, he breaks into this bank that, uh, and he basically turns off all the power, which opens up their vault, and you find out that there was a Nazi robot who was supposed to hide gold. Um, and hidden in the basement so he goes and he saves the day um at which point in time havoc ensues fight 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 he saves the day uh, the owner of the bank decides to uh go in 50 50 partners with him on his security firm because uh she she says they have to stick together and he finds out like she sort of mentions that she was the one who trapped the uh thing there in the first place um and then he tells his daughter that he got the job then you go back through and the grizzly guy's coming after uh ant-man Ant-Man decides to give him a job because, you know, he figures he got to help out an ex-con. And then at the very end, you see Taskmaster, which you will later learn if you don't know that's our Taskmaster, Taskmaster, 
Taskmaster. You will see that it is um, in the next issue. But they are uh, sitting on top of his billboard, which he's super proud of, but has a step rifle and is going to take out Ant-Man. So then we go and we have uh, the doctor who saved uh, Ant-Man's daughter uh, early on when part of the whole story where he originally got the suit. She is being held at gunpoint, and then Ant-Man is setting up a security system for people to guard their paper clips. Uh, Staying out with his daughter. His daughter is a uh, terrible drummer, but she's going to go into the talent show. His wife's upset, or his ex-wife's upset because uh, he has a billboard. Um, and then Taskmaster comes in, uh, the security system he put together that would uh, help even defend from him. Apparently, Taskmaster has all the paper clips and was trying to defend him. You get a little backstory on Taskmaster uh, and a general pain in the ass. They fight, fight, fight. Taskmaster ends up sort of uh, holding him hostage while uh, they go and uh, kidnap his daughter. So that leads us into the next one where you realize that uh, the reason why the doctor is there is because they, Darren Cross. His son is trying to bring him back to life because that was the doctor who helped save him in the first place. Uh, so then we're going into issue four, which I'm going to point out my favorite cover in this entire thing and the basis for my cocktail this week because I fucking love that cover. It's the Miami Vice Ant-Man cover. Oh, yeah. With it. it makes me super happy. I, I want to find that issue and I want to frame it and put it on my wall because it, it just makes me super happy. I think it's awesome. Anyway, Ant-Man is now going after Darren Chris to try to save his daughter. Um, they basically blackmailing the doctor saying that you know she's going to have two lives on her hands if she doesn't do it. He's looking for a way, Ant-Man's looking for a way to get in. The bear grizzly guy has a self-help group for former supervillains, so they're going to go find this guy who is, what's his name, uh, Machine Smith, um, who can uh, hack into anything. So um, he has Machine Smith come help him. Uh, he They then break in to uh, try to get Darren Chris. A few jokes about his vehicle in there, blah, 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 blah breaks in people try to shoot him moving on moving on uh and then eventually darren chris is uh, crosses alive and he ends up stepping on ant-man uh and then we have the end of that issue then of course uh the beginning of the next issue he ends up you know going back to full human size throwing darren chris back uh the doctor says that she's trying to save uh his daughter's life so he keeps fighting darren cross I think I called him Darren Chris, but Darren Cross. And so he's trying to distract him. He ends up uh, throwing him out, uh, getting a bunch of ants to sort of attack him and cover him. And then eventually they draw him outside of the building. And then at one point in time, so he's sort of uh, defeated Darren Cross for the time being. Uh, his daughter's not doing so well, so he shrinks down to molecular size so he can go through and, and fight the white blood cells so the antibodies will work or something or other and ends up saving his life. Go in so he ends up saving his daughter's life. His ex-wife shows up, is about to be all sorts of pissed off at him, and then the doctor comes for him and says that uh, the, the girl had called her dad, and so her dad uh, is the one who ends up saving her. And at the end, he decides that it's too dangerous for him to be hanging out with his daughter because he's going to put her in harm because he is a superhero and supervillains are out to get him. And that is the end of this volume of Ant-Man. Bum, bum, bum. Um, um, so, bum. yes. And then as I've learned from Adam, or Aaron, ugh, wow, I'm Maya. I'll get a name right. Hey, Maya. Maya. Dear God, I'm sorry. Uh, as I've God recently learned from Maya, this, he doesn't. Uh, actually, he might be a big comic reader. I don't know. Uh, so, um, but yeah, so this story gets continued on in the Amazing Ant-Man, is that what you Astonishing said? Ant-Man. Astonishing Ant-Man. Astonishing Ant-Man. Because, you know, you can't have a book at Marvel without alliteration. <laughs> Hence our theme for this month, the Marvelous Marvel Movie Month of May. I think the thing is... Uh, it's a relatively bland, sort of straightforward plot as far as the book goes. I think what makes this book work is I think this it's the sense of humor. It's actually kind of similar to some of the stuff I really liked about Deadpool, where it's a lot of the internal monologue and the sort of slightly ridiculous nature of superheroes. Like it's a little tongue in cheek about the whole nature of superheroes. I mean, really, you have like the Grizzly sitting there joining him, like because it's a guy in a bear <laughs> mech suit who never gets out of the bear mech suit. Like it's just a little bit slightly ridiculous. 
Yeah, like it's not quite Grizzly Shark. It's not quite as over the top as that, but it sort of is on that line. It's sort of a loving little jab at the ridiculous nature of comic books, which is one of the things I kind of like about this book. Um, and I want to see if anybody else felt similar to that. So, you know what, this, as I was reading it, and with the Tony Stark being played by Robert Downey Jr. in the movies, that might have influenced it, but this really reminds me a lot of the movie Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang. <laughs> Yeah, okay, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, you're going on right there. Instead of Gay Perry as a sidekick, you've got Grizzly, grizzly Bear. Gay Grizzly. Yeah. Gay as Grizzly going we don't know, on. But we don't know if he's gay or not, but that would be a great subplot. Some of the sexual tension between the two of them. I just kind of assumed, and that I am assuming his orientation, and that's not cool, but it was just kind oh, of the there. robot dude? The Grizzly. The Grizzly. I didn't, I didn't get that he was gay. I got the yeah. robot dude was gay. Machine Smith. Machine Smith. Sure, I could see that too. But it was a lot of kiss, kiss, bang, bang. I mean, it was fun. It was lighthearted. It was. um, I'll get a critique later, but it was. I do like Nick Spencer's um, point of view about a lot of things the way he writes. I have a good time with Nick. He um, he's a funny guy. So it was nothing too deep, but I was always chuckling as I was flipping the page. And this is the kind of guy that I would love to go drinking with, as much as anything else. Yeah, I can see that. Uh-huh. Yeah, Nick Spencer is either really hit or really miss with me, but he has hit the the really hit more than he has the miss. But sure. When when he does write something I don't like, I don't like it. Like it is What what have you what is he written that you uh, don't like? I wasn't a fan of Morning Glories. Okay. Was his, uh, in, one it. of his image books. Um What other stuff has he written that's been good? Cuz the name doesn't pop at me. You know, I like uh, this but See, I'm going to have one in my recommendations at the end because it's not I. only a recommendation for us, but for the show. Okay, okay. as am I. So we're now, Maya and I are eyeing Here, show, each other. Show, show me while we're talking here. Show me yours, I'll show, show me, me mine. <laughs> right, but you need to make sure you have Panavision ready for mine. But yeah, back to Nick Spencer. Um, his dialogue writing is a good time. Um, a little bit of a challenging, I guess, with it I'll go into it, is he... Um, He's very current references that I do not think will age well. Yeah, I could see that. So I, I think that would be my biggest challenge watching it. But I've never read an Ant Man before. This is the only Ant Man I've read. Yeah, and it's written in such a way it doesn't matter at all. No, and it it's doesn't. A good time and it's going. Hey, I recognize. I mean, there's elements from the movie talking about like character names, uh-huh. if nothing else. And it's enough of that. They're going. Oh, I recognize this. Oh, I recognize that. And the movies are their own thing, and that's just fine. Mm-hmm. But as I'm going through this, I'm like, hey, this is a lot of fun. This is a good time. I mean, you have Tony Stark going. You're always looking for the easy and the shortcut. And most of the time, it's just leaving, which is a little bit damning for the guy, but proves to be true. And it shows how he's um, down on his luck, and he's always trying to go for the easy fix. As one, But he is a consistent character with his flaw. And um, I really like the guy for it, even though he's still, I mean, his heart is in the right place. He yeah. always has... Because the intention is, well, I did this bad thing, but, you know, I was just trying to make her happy. You know, yeah. I'm going to be down here. I need to be a good dad. It's like, And I think my favorite moment in the whole thing had to be with her, his daughter drumming. He's like, man, oh, yeah. is this thing She's awful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Terrible. I, had, I had to shrink my ear canals. <laughs> I had to yeah. shrink my ear. You're like, dad, what'd you think? Oh. He's like, I've never thought about drumming this way before. Yeah, I've changed my perspective on things. And then I think the other one, my, my favorite was, like, which is interesting to go play at the... Uh, 
at this school. He's going to try to uh, like sort of prep her for them not to applaud and be like, you know, just be prepared. They didn't get the Stooges at the beginning with either. It's just like, uh, yeah, okay. So that's, you know, try to prep your kid for prepared for disappointment. And she, it kind of works because she's just like, I just don't think it was the right audience for it. You know what I mean? I also love the, the girl who comes up because my parents hated your music. You want to hang out? Like, mm-hmm. right. I think it's kind of fun as well. No, that's but, good uh, as well. And, you know, talk about such an awesome dad moment. I mean, he's the guy that's not always around. And, mm-hmm. But when he is there, he's just trying to be um, the cheerleader for the kid. Or even that moment is like, and this is where I love my kid, when she makes a comment of how, you know, Battle Royale is awesome because Hunger Games is a knockoff. Ripped it off, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, and that's why my kid is awesome. Yeah, no, for sure. Cool. Yeah, I think that's probably one of the best things about the character is, like, he is a very, very devoted dad. Like, because, I mean, mm-hmm. really look at it. The first issue, he has the dream job that would set him up and probably put him in a really good place to actually be able to care for his family and do whatever he needed to do. But as soon as his daughter is moving to Miami, he will drop all that in a second without even thinking about it and be gone. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and live in a plastic Barbie furniture and be perfectly happy with it. You know, just because he's close to his daughter. Right, he has uh, options. Like, he always has financial issues. So, it, it's obvious money doesn't matter to the guy. Yeah, no, it's just being around his kid is all he really cares about. Mm-hmm. You know, which is, you know, it's kind of, it's, I think it, and I think it's one of the endearing things that makes his character work. Uh, it really you know? is. So, like, even when the ex-wife is talking, he's like, danger, Will Robinson, ex-wife, ex-wife. What is yeah. going yeah. on? He's like, I know I'm in trouble before I even start. That's good times. Yeah. Adam, what are your thoughts? I haven't heard a lot from you yet. Um, I, it's it's hard to do this one because it's 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 just a, it's a fun book. It's an easy read. Uh, it's definitely a, as you said, a palate cleanser from last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry. And you haven't said that enough. And even though it doesn't like it doesn't, <laughs> um, you know, as I was saying, it wasn't written to kind of tie into <clears throat> the Ant Man movies. If you've seen them, at least you're going to be familiar with the character. You're going to be familiar with kind of the backstory of where things came from. And this too also was my first Ant Man book I've ever read, so I've never picked one up before. I don't know if it's a character I want to keep on reading more about, to be honest. Like, I'm not like, I wasn't at the end of the book, like, all excited to go see what the next one had to had to offer, but uh, it was well-written, it was funny, uh, it had, like, cool little heist elements and stuff in it. Uh, I, I like the fact that the whole thing with Tony Stark, while he's there trying to, like, break into his house, was the test, which you kind of saw coming, which wasn't really a big surprise, mm-hmm. but just he's like, oh my god, like, as he's watching, like, Tony <laughs> hook up a Beetle, or about to hook up a Beetle, uh, it was just it was fun, and sometimes it's nice to have a fun book just to kind of escape for a half hour, an hour, and go back to dealing with your life. I have a, a feeling about this book that I, I have a feeling you might be able to confirm if I'm right or wrong about it. This book for me on my shelf feels like uh, similar to a couple books I was reading about. Some came out at similar times. One of which is Unbeatable Squirrel Girl, and the other one is the new run of Howard the Duck. Like it felt like. They were funny books, but they were plot-wise a little bland. But it sort of felt like this sort of this run of Marvel books that was sort of like, yeah, they're fine. They weren't. There was nothing spectacular or groundbreaking about them. But like, is it just those three books that I keep that came out about the same time, or was that sort of a lot of the books at the time? Uh, the last couple of years. Honestly, I'm, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, okay. I didn't really read Unbeatable Squirrel Girl. I didn't care for. I didn't yeah. care for the art in it. And I agree with that. I think Which that's. Funny, I totally understand that. Uh, the same artist that did the first volume of Jughead uh, for yeah. Archie, and I really liked that. It's something about the way she draws Squirrel Girl's 
mouth yeah. is what's weird about that. Because the thing is, I, I like the writer. Uh, I think it's North, right, who writes that. I like Squirrel Girl. Like, I, I have to sort of ignore the art a little bit on Squirrel Girl to really enjoy that book. But, like, and it's funny, and it has, like, it's sort of a, a sense of humor sort of situation like this one is. But you're right, the art is sort of a, a hindrance on that book. Because the other problem is, like, you'll see the people who do guest covers, and you're like, Squirrel Girl looks so awesome in those. Why does she not look that awesome and in this actual book? Up, it's, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and then Howard the Duck I didn't read either. Um, okay. Andrew, Andrew did. Read Andrew Howard the Duck. Huh? Did not read Howard the Duck. Uh, easily, I read too many other things. <laughs> well, okay. Did you read it, Todd? No, no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I heard good things. It was Chip Zdarsky. I just yeah. I no, I really enjoy it. it. Like I said, it just it feels like those three books similar and i didn't know if there's other books that were like it it just felt like this thing of like sort of a bland plot that more but like funny jokes you know what i mean so it was like okay it was it almost it almost felt like a, a cw tv show you know what i mean like it had a decent sense of humor but like plot wise was not like groundbreaking or doing anything too extreme or too different you know so i don't mm. know well Maya, what are your thoughts like we've said there isn't much really to say about it it is just a fun turn your brain off story uh yeah. i do like the Cassie is, you know, the center of his world. It's everything he does revolves around his love for her. You know, and all this is post Young Avengers post. She had gotten aged and, and was stature on the Young Avengers where she was like a giant man. She had pin particles. Uh, uh -huh. And then she had been de-aged. So this is all after that. Yeah, no, I, I just really enjoyed it. Uh, a lot of stuff. Uh, I did look it up. There are three trades of Astonishing Ant-Man after this. Um, is that all, or is it, is it still going? No, no, it stopped. So there's, including right. including this one, there's four total. Okay. Uh, but you do end up getting a lot, just a lot more goofy, fun stuff with Grizzly and Machine Smith. They're all working, trying to, you know, have a security company. <laughs> yeah, see, like, I'm, I'm interested enough that I would actually go look for more. Um, so that, that's just interesting. I, I would like to go you know check it out well i'm gonna jump in with my cocktail as mm -hmm. i said earlier i was really inspired by there is a really great cover i think it's for issue four it looks like miami vice and so my cocktail is the miami vice so what you're gonna do is you're gonna do two ounces of a daiquiri concentrate like frozen daiquiri mix you're gonna do two ounces of a frozen pina colada mix you're gonna add the rum with whatever directions it says on the back of those things uh, so basically you're gonna make two daiquiris uh separately and then in a highball glass you're gonna pour them together one on either side uh, so they sort of have like opposite sides of glass and get sort of like a really cool like sort of mid like early 80s mid 90s sort of tie-dye kind of effect uh but that is the uh, miami vice like also it's like is in miami for most of the book it's like cool drink that you can drink by the pool while reading some ant-man we're heading into that time of year i mean we're in california it's already pretty warm utah will get there eventually sort of i will say that miami miami vice cocktail is delicious i've had that before and i'm like oh have you oh yeah I'm is like, it called that before yeah Oh really? Yeah, that's what it's known as, and it it is awesome. And okay, you know, it's like Cosmo good, but so it's one of those things that you enjoy, but you don't necessarily want to order in public. Sure, you make your girlfriend order or, it for you, or or you only order it when you're on vacation and you don't know any of those people. That's hey, right, Brian. If I, if I get a white suit and a blue shirt and an Ant Man helmet, will you dress up in a bear costume That'd and be a suit? Awesome. <laughs> I think I can be talked into that. I think I really could. Adam, what is your cocktail? So mine is uh, called the Inner Space, and what you do is you take like a um, any kind of glass you want. It's probably a bigger glass. This is a bit of a bigger drink. Uh, you can. Uh, Dip the rim in corn syrup and then dip it in sugar. Kind of get the more of the sweet taste on it. And then in a shaker, you combine a third a cup of vodka, a quarter cup of peach schnapps or peach liqueur, one cup of ruby red grapefruit juice. You shake the shit out of that and then strain it into the glass and garnish with a toothpick that you've speared some maraschino cherries and strawberries on. 
Ooh. Sounds nice. Yeah, I kind of find him fruity and... Yeah. Kind of going like the red, the red look. Just like you. I know, right? Might as well call it the Adam. Adam's, <laughs> Adam's looking... inner space. <laughs> Adam's inner space sounds very zen, though. It you know? does. <laughs> Weird. All right. So mine is called the um, Ant-Man Runner. So it is a slight play on the Rum Runner, which is also a very uh, Miami type of a drink we've all kind of embraced here. So, mm-hmm. and this violates the rules. You know how, like, you shouldn't mix more than three ingredients or four um, for a cocktail, unless yeah. you have the AMF in the Long Island, this falls under yeah. that violation. It does. Yeah. So it's got an ounce of pineapple juice, an ounce of orange juice, an ounce of blackberry liqueur, an ounce of banana liqueur, an ounce of light rum, an ounce of dark rum, a splash of grenadine, and Bacardi 151 floater. So you're going to take that first group of ingredients, all but the Bacardi, shake the shit out of it, and you're going to pour it into a glass, and then you put a light thing of the Bacardi 151 floater on that. Then you can go ahead and get chocolate covered ants and crush them up and then you sprinkle that over the top. And so you've got your Ant-Man run runner. That actually looks really tasty to be honest with it you. It also sounds like a lot of work. It does sound like a lot of work. <laughs> That's why you go to a bar. So we have someone else make it. You make someone else and you can actually have it hard on the rocks, just on the rocks, or you can have it blended. And every time the uh, bar says, oh, our blender's broken, those fuckers are lying to you. <laughs> but on the rocks, sounds pretty good, too. Mr. Mai, what is your cocktail? Um, mine, I'm gonna, I'm calling the Grizzly. It's, it's just a standard salted caramel martini. You take two parts of rum chata mm-hmm. and, oh, one, yeah, and one part of caramel vodka. Uh, rim and martini glass with salt. Yeah, you do. Uh, use one, Don't use margarita <laughs> salt, just regular table salt or sea salt's fine. Uh, and use water, not lime juice. Uh, shake the ingredients with ice and strain it into a martini glass. And optional, if you're feeling a little crazy, drizzle a teaspoon of caramel sauce into the bottom of the glass. What I love most is that you actually say the word caramel correctly. Caramel? Nope. <laughs> or caramel? Nope. Caramel. It's caramel, so. But caramel Car- vodka? Car- is that what you said? Rum chata. Rum chata. Oh, oh and the, the caramel vodka. Where do you get caramel yeah. vodka? That liquor sounds store. delightful. <clears throat> they like salty caramel vodka. The liquor store I've seen it before. Yeah, I've seen salty caramel, just straight caramel. I'm like, mm. I don't think I've seen just no. I've only seen the salted variety. Yeah, I'm of the salted variety. You are really? salty. Yeah, you are. That's what I've been told the last couple of days. <laughs> uh, on that note, uh, I think uh, it's probably time for final grades, unless somebody else has something they want to say. No, nope, I'm good. No, nope. Okay. <laughs> Jamie, school is never a waste of time. Since we have 15 minutes until recess, please put down your pencils and stare at the front of the room. It's report card time. It's report card time. It's report card time. I'm so fucking done. God, please, no! 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 Cool. So for Nick Spencer, our writer, what is your grade, uh, Mr. Top? You know, it's a B. It was funny. It was not life-changing. I don't really care after reading the end of it, but I do not despise it in any way. I'm like, hey, this was a good time. 
Yeah, it's a B. Uh, Mr. Adam. I'm going to go with B plus. It was, it was a lot of fun to read. You did a great job about making you care about the characters, kind of see where they're coming from. Uh, I love like the constant narration in the back. Almost kind of fan it made it seem like it was a film noir, even though it wasn't, because mm-hmm. obviously it didn't have the, the femme fatales and everything else. As Todd pointed out, it did definitely date itself. It's like, hey, look, they're at the Apple Watch, you know, launch, launch. Uh, yeah. So in that case, it's not going to be one that you're going to go back in like 20 years and be like, oh my god, this is like the pinnacle of comic writing back in the 2000s. But you don't always need that. You sometimes you want something just fun, entertaining, and that you can kind of sit back and be like, huh, I had a good time. And that's what it did. Uh, Mr. Todd. Well, I can give my grade again. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Maya, what's your grade? No, 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 you said Todd. Well, so (laughs) my grade is a B because it changed my life. There's nothing I want to read more. Nick Spencer is the god among men. And he owes me... Fuck you at the words you wrote it on. So... I'm going to give it a B plus as well. Uh, it's just a lot of fun. I mean, there really isn't anything bad you can say about it other than it's, you know, just a very by-the-numbers story, but it's a fun by-the-numbers story. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to give it a B plus. It was an assignment. You did very well. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to stick with everybody else and say it's a B plus. It's like it is. Like As Todd described, it is a assignment he did very well. You don't necessarily get the sense that he had, like, a deep-loving you know, relationship with the character beforehand and wanted to do something completely different with it or do something interesting. It's, it's not like The Visions by Tom King, you know what I mean? It's not breaking new ground, but it's fun. What I will say, though, is there was little moments in there is like, hey, Marvel, I did my homework. Because he has three throwaway yeah. lines going, oh, and like doc, the doctor did this. Really? They did it back yeah. in this, episode, this issue over here. Yeah. And I'm like, see, I yeah. did my homework, Marvel. Uh, yeah. well, those, I read some Those shit. boxes are actually from the editor. I know, but still, the writer yeah. knew enough, like, had done his homework right. to throw these and little things there, in there. There really isn't a lot of history with Scott Lang. There isn't much homework to do. Sure. And that's True. why the homework was related to the doctor he used. Yes. So, but yeah, it's like, look, I did my homework here. Which is all, I think, from like his first couple of appearances. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, so let's go for art for... Well, I think we looked it up again. Uh, I think it's Ramon? Is that correct? Ramon Rosanas. Uh, I'm going to jump in and say I'm going to give him a good, solid B+. Like, it is, it's good art. It's solid art. I don't really have any complaints about it. It's, it's just not groundbreaking revolutionary. But it, it's, it serves the book well. Um, and I think it's fun. Uh, Mr. Todd. Are you sure? I am sure. Okay. He's going to ask for me twice. I won't be in a minute. Yeah, no, no, he'll ask you. Then he'll ask Adam. Yeah. Then he'll forget me and ask you again. And then he'll <laughs> ask for Paul. That's a, that's an old one. But it's still funny. I don't get it. I had a cousin. I don't care. Who birthday was forgetting. Well, that ended that one. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, go ahead. No, it's fine. I thought what you're great. You're great. feeling. <laughs> You know, I also give the art a B. It um, served it well. At the same time, it felt like I was watching Saturday morning cartoons as I was with the okay. art with it. I mean, it and once again, it served it well. It went along with the art writing. I mean, this was an assignment, and they did the assignment quite well. The covers were probably the most fun of the stuff going on, but there was nothing to really complain. But it was like big, solid well, colors, and the everywhere. the covers were Mark Brooks, who. Uh, has done a bunch of stuff lately, I think, for the Star Wars comics. Uh, well, and you know, when you're just doing the cover, you have a few more minutes to spend than on every single panel. And I give him that. 
But yeah, it was fine. It was a B. Mr. Maya. Uh, I'm also at a B plus with you. I, I don't think that's going to change throughout uh, all of our <laughs> grades. Um, but yeah, I mean, nothing nothing groundbreaking, but it conveyed the fun of the book, the tone of the book that they were trying to hit uh, very well. Cool. And Mr. Adam. Uh, I'm at a B plus as well. It was fun. It was colorful. It was bright. It was interesting. I uh, made it, it wasn't crazy or weird or have some kind of stupid fucking font when they're whispering or something like that. <laughs> uh, salty. I know. Of all the flavors you could choose to be. No, it was it was it was just, it was a fun read and the, the art definitely helped you move from panel to panel and see what was going on. So So what days do you choose to be umami? Wouldn't you like to know? It's not so much the day as the time of day. Uh, Fantastic. Uh, so then uh, for overall final grades, Mr. Maya. Uh, B plus. Uh, Mr. Todd? You know, there was some synergy there, so I give it B starfish. B starfish, okay. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm gonna give it... Um, fuck it. Uh, I'll give it a B. Uh, Mr. Adam, what do you got? Uh, I'm B plus as well. It was, a, it was a fun book. Nothing I'm excited... I'm not gonna, like, excited to see what happens next, and I probably won't pick it up and read it again, if ever. But I'm glad I read it. I had a fun time. So, and uh, my only variation is I am actually interested in see what happens next. I'll probably go pick up those other three trades and check out what happens. Oh, um, well, I recommend Deadpool. My job. I know. I know. My taste is in question. I get it. I will make up for it at some point in time. I feel bad. Like my recommendation for this week is a comic book, and I'm like, no one's gonna fucking it's believe Deadpool me. Like at too? all. Yes. No. Electric Boogaloo. No. no, but speaking of Electric Boogaloo, next month we are going to be doing Pride 2 Electric Boogaloo. Hey. Uh, so for episode 112 coming out on June 4th, we're going to be doing Iceman. The first volume, is that thawing out, Adam? I think it's thawing out, yeah. Then episode 113 on the 11th, we're going to be doing Fogtown, which I'm very excited about uh, reading. Uh, 114, we're going to be doing on the 18th, it's going to be America, Volume 1. Um, that is a superhero who teams up with Kate Bishop, if I remember correctly, uh, also known as Hawkeye, correct? Uh, I mean, she's just a superhero that's just shown up uh, in the last few years. She was on Jamie McKelvey's Young Avengers. She was in uh, Ultimates. Uh, okay. She- I think the ri- maybe it's the writers doing the... The Kate Bishop. I, I, when I bought it online, they recommended the Kate Bishop Hawkeye. Yeah, and I'm like, sure. I like Hawkeye. I like Kate Bishop. I'll buy that trade as well. So I think that's where the two are associated. And the back of the Hawkeye mentions her, so I, I don't know how much it is. But, uh, so yeah. And then, of course, um, so we're doing something slightly different for 115. The trade of this is not out yet, but we're going to read all the individual issues. This is the Snagglepuss comic uh, Exit Stage Left will be the name of the trade. Uh, so the trade will be coming out, I believe we figured August. out in, in August. Uh, which will be during our Andy Wilson month, but it seems to be a fun, interesting book to do for uh, our Pride Month. So we're going to be reading it in actual individual issues. Our first verse here on the show, kids. I would say this would be this would be barring edge. any delay for the final issue. Yes, it's whether we're doing it at the end of the month is to hopefully get all of them. Although we're recording this early, so hopefully that all works out. But we'll see how that all goes uh, because I will be busy very busy at that point in time for that month so that's our, our pride two adam was that order correct sounds, <clears throat> sounds about right i mean honestly the the, the books be read in any order they're not like they're not like a story or chronological yeah order. cool uh, and also as always uh if you want to find our upcoming books or planning on doing what we know of so far i normally post it on the website uh you can link to it on the main page it's the coming soon attraction and you can see all the books we're looking at doing um, and if you want to suggest a book uh there's a link to do that as well you can contact us or you can email me at uh, funny books and firewall at gmail.com um, we'd love to hear from you if you have any suggestions of books you want to do uh, speaking of which uh, we don't know what we're doing in July yet we're going to talk about that at the end of this episode but 
in August, we're doing Andy Wilson month, so uh, he gets to pick all the books because we sort of neglected him when we did March Madness. We apologize, Andy. Uh, so he gets his own month. He gets his own month. It's his birthday month, so he's picking out all the books. Also, just because we love Andy in general, so uh, we're doing an Andy Wilson month, and hopefully he gets to join us for two Do they all have to be books that are currently in print? I hope so. That might be hard for Andy because Andy loves some old school stuff, so... Uh, yeah, it might be. We might need to do the caveat that we need to be able to find them uh, to be able to read them. Uh, anyway, so uh, that being said, uh, who has recommendations? Oh, I do. Oh, you actually, actually, let me let Todd go first. Okay, Todd, right. why don't you go first? Ours, ours are connected in more ways than Todd may think. Ooh. So, um, whenever I hear the "I do," I always go back to Super Troopers, mm-hmm. and the line goes to my brain: Who wants, who wants a mustache, mustache right? <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> so. As much fun as Nick Spencer was, and I really did enjoy this, even though, it, I mean, the B starfish grade is evident of such, mm-hmm. is he's got another image comic called um, The Fix, where it's oh, a bunch yeah. of private eyes and a beagle. Yeah. Um, I've got the two trades of that. That's a lot of fun as well. I really dig it. If you like this kind of writing and humor from Nick Spencer, you should really check out The Fix. And the second thing I'm going to... Well, who was the artist on that? I can't remember. Steve Lieber. Okay. Yeah. You're the man. Oh, so this so, is the connection um, I'm seeing. What's going on here? Mm-hmm. The, uh, on a side note, away from that, is um, Fun Home at Salt Lake Acting Company. We actually did that book mm-hmm. what, a year and a year plus ago. We did it for, yeah, I think we, yeah, we did it a while ago. It was. We did it for the month that lost all our all, listenership. All our listenership. Yeah, the month where we did all the really depressing books. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, we did that in March of uh, of uh, seventeen. Yeah, that's when we did that. Yeah, there we go. Oh, but, but that, that um, was the slit your wrist month. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> so the Salt Lake Acting Company is doing Fun Home, and by the time this comes out, their run will have ended. But <laughs> it was pretty awesome. So yeah, support Salt Lake Acting Company. I saw it on tour too. It's actually a really good show. It's it's a depressing as hell book to take to make a musical out of but musicals if you actually look at them have some really depressing stories behind them but that's totally different issue sure. uh, it's so they can emote they emote the shit out of that one um mm-hmm. okay cool um uh, so, mr Maya, go ahead so my recommendation is also from nick spencer and steve lieber oh. Oh. it was uh superior foes of spider-man oh i've read uh, that this was this is a book that was going on when doc Ock was spider-man even though he's rarely in the book Mm-hmm. Uh, but Boomerang decides to form the new Sinister, Sinister Six, even though there's only five of them. But the name is the Sinister Six, so that's what they go by. Yeah. Uh, it also has the new Beetle in it, which was, who we saw in this book. Uh, it's just a fun book with a bunch of bumbling idiot supervillains. Uh, and I actually own one of the pages from it. I bought it from Steve when he was here a couple years ago, and it's uh, one of my favorite comic pages of all time. Well, that's very cool. Awesome. Uh, it con- it's controlled housing. <laughs> okay, well, it's room controlled. <laughs> so, because I know my taste is going to be in question since I did Deadpool Max, I'm going to recommend something that was recommended to me by Maya. So it's already been recommended on the show, and that's fine and great. However, I know we've all had those occurrences where someone has told you, hey, you really should read this book, and you take your sweet time getting around to it, and then you get, finally get around to it, you're like, why did I wait so long to read this? That's what happened to me over the last couple days. I finally got around to reading, and I've read the first two, I have one more to go, of uh, the, uh, oh, I know what it is. the Southern Bastards. <laughs> yes. uh, and it's it's awesome. Especially, Todd, you, you like Scalp, right? Yeah, Jason Aaron's great. Yeah, then you would like this book, for sure. Like, it scratches that itch that, uh, that, that Scalp kind of left when it ended. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm 
big fan of it. The other thing that for me personally that's kind of fun is uh, I have a very deep connection to the Carolina Panthers. I won't go into details on this show. And uh, the second trade, the introduction, is actually done by one of the linebackers for Carolina Panthers, so that made me pretty happy as well. I'm going to recommend that. I had something else I'm going to recommend, but no one's going to believe me, so I'm going to wait. Go for it. No, no, go for it. Um, Do it. I enjoy it, but it's an interesting thing that's going on. And I'm reading it out of order, so that'll be a little interesting as well. But basically, I just read also this week the three trades that uh, Jeff Lemire did of Moon Knight. And so (laughs) what I understand of the backstory is is that Ellis took the Moon Knight character and said, this guy's crazy, all the secret identities are actually voices in his head, and ends up putting him into a mental institution. Then Jeff Lemire takes over the writing and says, is he really crazy or is there a weird subplot sort of self like control thing going on with it? And he explores that for 12 issues. And so I read the Jeff Lemire issues and I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was an interesting way of reading a character. I kind of wish I knew about the Ellis stuff beforehand. So I could have read it all in order. I'm going to be reading the Ellis stuff probably this week. Uh, and I will probably report back to you later on that, but I'm a sucker for Jeff Lemire. Uh, but I thought it was really, it was a really interesting way of playing with an existing character and sort of playing with, issues of their mental health uh because you know i i really enjoyed it i thought it was fun so but as we all know my taste is currently in question so uh here's because we we talked about this the other day mm -hmm. they're like you should read it it's really good and i don't doubt the writing is good yeah i just and i've tried over and over and over to care about moon knight and i just don't i've read Bendis's whole run. I read about half of Charlie Houston's run. I read part of another run. I just—it's a character that I that Marvel seems to try to get us to like, and yeah. I just can't get into. They're it. trying to make Moon Knight happen, and Moon Knight's just not going to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mean Girls. Uh, yeah. Grief. I guess for me, I think this would be an interesting film because it's also very meta about films and stuff like that. So like, it would be it would be a very interesting movie for Marvel, the MCU, to make because you could actually make self-referential comments in it about the Marvel Universe as well. Um, so I think that would be a very interesting... But, but we have that. It's called Deadpool. Moon Knight meets Deadpool. <laughs> well, they're like, in this, they're literally making a superhero movie of Moon Knight in it. Like, oh, really? that's part of, That's part of what's going on, yes. And so one of his identities is a film producer who is producing a movie, and then he sometimes flashes into it. Like, it's a very interesting book to read because it flashes between these different personalities so the story is sort of like it's it opens up it's like one of those movies where you see like the person's having a dream and they open one door and en- enter in a completely different scene it's kind of like that like he goes through one place and then ends up in a different place and then ends up in a different place and so i think it's just it's very interesting that way just the way it, it plays out i think is a, a fascinating sort of thing so, if that was made into a movie mm-hmm. it's got a star nick Ugh. No, I don't think so. I, no, it'd be awesome. No. Luke Cage would pack the shit out of that. He would, but he's a little too old now. That's the problem. But Never. He's, he's young in our hearts. He is young <laughs> in our hearts. Speaking of young in our hearts, Adam, do you have any recommendations? <clears throat> Actually, yeah. So there, uh, it came out about a month or two ago. There's a video game called Fire Emblem Warriors, uh, and this is based on a series that's been going since uh, like that, like 1990. Normally, it's like a tactical RPG where you have to move your character on the map and like kill people and stuff. Uh, but there was a game that's been out from forever called Dynasty Warriors, where basically you're like a shogun or a samurai warrior mm-hmm. taking on hordes and hordes and hordes of enemies. 
Oh, horror. Okay, people made that combined. I thought you said whores. Whores. Whores of enemies. Whores of enemies. One of your characters is a dancer. That is so. one way to piss off your enemy. You keep taking down their whores. I know, right? You're so mad at you, you keep taking down my whores. Uh, but uh, so it, it takes the... Uh, <laughs> sorry, Adam. It takes the... Uh, no, the, the characters that have been kind of going through this whole game series for the last, you know, 27 years, throws in the mechanics of you versus an army of thousands. But one of the cool conceits for this game is uh, if you play it one way, is that if a character dies in battle, they're gone for the rest of the game. Oh, wow. So unless it's like one of like the two main characters who have to survive because the whole plot revolves around them, uh, you lose them. You can't get them back. So you can turn that off or on, but it's a lot of fun. It actually is pretty strategic. Uh, if you've been playing the Fire Emblem games for a long time, uh, there's a lot to love there. Kind of kind of ties all their different stories and universes together. Uh, but it's really cool. So I've been having a lot of fun with it lately. Awesome. Sounds great. Nice. Uh, I remember playing Dynasty Warriors 4. On the PS2. And that was... Yep, I, I put the devil for that. A few years ago. Yeah, this one uh, just came out excuse me, on the uh, the Switch. So it's kind of fun because you can like take it with you wherever you go and you know, spend 20 minutes kicking the crap out of a thousand people and then go on with your life. So Nice. Cool. Um, so that'll probably do for this. Sorry, I walked away to go grab my copy of next week's book to make sure I was talking about the right book. Uh, so that's why I stepped aside. I saw, like, I haven't long enough headphone cable on though. That was pretty cool. I could actually walk far enough to that my to be red pile to uh, to do it. Uh, speaking of which, by the way, useless factoid I figured out for those of you who have used the uh, CLZ app that uh, Todd and I used to keep track of our comic books. Um, we used to mm-hmm. uh, put a location on it as the to-be-read pile so that we would know which books we need to read or not. Uh, in a recent update, they now will let you search by whether or not you have read it or not because you can use a little red tab. And so I've been using that recently, which has been awesome because now I have I don't have to put in the to-be-read pile. Eventually, I'm going to actually like sort of make a logical way of putting all together where all my uh, comics are and that kind of thing. But, you know, that's when I have like time to organize shit and things like that. You're such a nerd. Yeah? Fucking nerd. <laughs> I do two podcasts based on reading. Like, I'm a fucking nerd. Like, I've earned those street cred right there at that point in time. Um, but no, you're just you're like, ooh, I have extra time. Let's play with the database. I'm, Says the fucker that does the I know, like, but there, there's something fucking fun about a database. Like, I, you know. <laughs> there is something really satisfying about but, it. This is what, Oddly satisfying. So, a little inside scoop into us. Uh, so, about once every three or four months, Todd and I start sending screen caps back and forth of each other on our CLZ <laughs> app. Like, we'll sit there and go, hey, look, this is how many I have. Like, and we'll ask random questions of, of each other, like, how many do you have of, like, this author, or how many do you have of, like, this character? And we will go search in the database and send screen caps of, like, how many... Like the other day, the conversation was how many of my how much of my comic books collection was Deadpool. So I sent him a screen cap of how many of my comic books I owned are actually Deadpool comics. Weird shit like that. You guys, and you picked that one for us to read. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I had no good excuse. Like I had a logic at the time, but it was wrong. I was just flat out fucking wrong. I really was. And so yeah, I got nothing. So I love how we have a data driven dick measuring comparisons <laughs> going on it's awesome i was trying to come i was telling my wife about uh, our conversation about how many comic books we have i'm like hey i don't know if i should say the number on there but I'm like todd broke a certain number of comics and uh and 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 she's like oh he's almost catching up to you i'm like what makes you think i have more comics than that and she goes you do don't you and i was like they're like 150 more yeah. than that but yeah i have no idea <laughs> yes Anyway, that's that's neither here nor there. But uh, so I think I'll do it for this week. So next week we start our Pride Two Electric Boogaloo month with Iceman thawing out. Um, Adam, have you read this before? 
Has anybody read this before? Uh, yes, I, I I read it. I read the individual issues when it first came out, so I, I definitely need a refresher. But okay, it's basically it's Iceman. This is um, they kind of retconned it. They they had the first class come from the seven sixties and seventies when the X Men first started to the present time. Uh-huh. Uh, Jean Grey, the the new Jean Grey, the old Jean Grey's dead. Is talking to him about how the fact that oh well you're gay mm-hmm. and he's like no I'm not she's like I can read your thoughts and we've all known this for a long time uh-huh. and so it just kicks off then with his trying to reconcile being Iceman in this new world that he's not even used to because he's from a different time but also how to go about being as an out gay man so like, the first issue is he's fighting bad guys in between creating like his grinder account and also trying to figure out how to tell his parents and I believe he ends up. Uh, dating a main character's son. I can't. I, I have to go back and read it. But is this the run where he eventually ends up married? I don't believe so. No, because I didn't read the whole run. Okay. I only no. read the first couple okay. of issues. Like they, they ended it after like twelve issues. I want to say or was it was fifteen. It was twelve. Yeah, and he he didn't get married. Yeah, no, he didn't get married. Okay, but no, it's 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 lighthearted. It's fun. And I remember reading the first couple of issues, and it was cool to be like, oh, this is a character like me in a comic book. Obviously, not shooting ice and turning into like a frozen statue. Well, you thing, can't but you can't do that. I thought you could. Well, that's like when I get to level 29 game. Oh, level 28. okay. Uh, yeah, it's like I, I, I the vegan powers. Again. You're low, low level game? I've I hit, I hit like four digits on my, my hookup level reader to, is to, it, to get to Is that 20. why Neil Patrick Harris is so powerful? Oh, he's like at six digits now. Yeah, holy shit, yeah. Mm. You've got some gay powers for sure. Remember, as he said, make it bigger. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, but it was, I remember, from what I remember, it was, it was fun. It was. Uh, but also dealt with some kind of important issues, and especially about you know your your family finding out you're gay. That's a, coming out is a huge issue, and especially with family sometimes. So fantastic! So uh, excited about that. I'm flipping through right now. It looks a lot a lot of fun, um, action filled comic book. So I'm excited to do that. Yeah, it's a uh, vibe wise. It's kind of reminded me of uh, some of that Death of Spider Man kind of vibe. Is what I mean. I don't know if that's mm. just I'm kind of picking up. I don't remember if it was who, the same who is, who is, artist. Since you have the book right well, there, not, not the, the artist? The artist is in the same way. I'm just kind of like, just the way it's, the story looks like it's laid out, that's kind of the vibe I'm getting off of it. You know what I mean? But uh, there's definitely a, a great deal of action in this as well. So it's, it looks like a lot of fun. Uh, I will say I am most excited about Fog, though. That Fog Town, I'm looking forward to that as well. But uh, but this is looking great. So that will be next week, uh, Iceman Thawing Out. Thanks for listening, y'all. And uh, we will see y'all on the flip side. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode. This band of knuckleheads will be back next week with a new episode. Until then, you can find them on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr as Funny Books and Firewater. And on Twitter as at FirewaterCast. Go to funnybooksandfirewater.com for the most up-to-date information, as well as cocktail recipes from this and past episodes. Thank you for joining us. And until next week, support your local comic shop, tip your bartender well, and stay hydrated.